Hello everyone, this is Randy here from the Empowerment Radio Show and I am so thrilled to have the beautiful Michelle Morgan on with me today. You may or may not be seeing her if this is video or audio. <laughs> she is the founder of Build Her Wealth, a fabulous organization. She is a real estate professional and a mom and we're going to get to know her right now. Michelle, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate you having me on the show. Well, it's my pleasure to have you, and I can't wait to learn all about you and have our audience learn all about you. So first, tell us a little bit, who is Michelle? Like Before all this business stuff, who is Michelle? So Michelle is a, a girl that grew up in Toronto. Um, well, I should actually backtrack. I was born in Toronto. I stayed here for about five years, and then we moved to Edmonton. So I actually grew up in Edmonton, um, had a great life. My parents were real estate uh, investors back there. I kind of laugh at it and think, well, maybe it was them that brought me into the path that I'm in, although I didn't see it back then. Mm -hmm. um, went to school. Uh, I grew up a little bit of a shy girl. My mom tried to get me out of that by putting me into every single thing she could that would make me speak <laughs> put me on the stage and all this acting and stuff but you know what it worked it got me out of my shell a bit and built the confidence I needed um by the time I was 20 I was quite young I had twin daughters nice had you know what at that young age just really had to figure out my path and I think if there was ever a time to really get serious it was then to realize you know what um I am blessed to say my parents are together and I had a great life and I want the same for my daughters. So my journey has been all sorts of ups and downs and, uh, and that sort of thing. But the girls now are 21. They are, um, they're great. They're in university and uh, head on the shoulders and you look through the journey and go, wow, I didn't know how I couldn't imagine back then how I was going to get here. And it's, it's right. great now to sit back and reflect and go, I did it. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank that's, you. That's awesome. Yeah. So you just, you have the two daughters. So that's it. I have the two girls. Uh, names are Ebony and Essence. And um, so like I said, Ebony is at Ryerson right now, and she's looking at uh, sociology. She's in her second year, third year, sorry, going in in September for sociology. And then um, actually got into an exchange program. So she's going to be studying in Barbados. In nice. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. And she's thinking that may be her undergrad for law. So we'll see how that goes. And then her sister's at George Brown and taking architectural technologies um, going into wow. third year as well. So it's awesome. They're doing great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And, and congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely proud of them. I mean, as a sense of mom, uh, real estate fell into my hands and a little bit different. I, like I said, my parents were real estate investors and I saw, I saw the process. Um, they also bought and sold their home, own homes. So imagine that for a realtor, their parents mm -hmm. bought and sold their own homes, right? Yeah. Um, and so I would sit around the kitchen table and watch the deals happen and the feet mm -hmm. would be dangling and I would just watch. Right. Um, eventually my dad did tell me to get into real estate and I just thought, no way, 
I don't want to do it. I want to get into fashion. You know what? That fashion's where it's at, Dad. So that's where I'm going to go. <laughs> and um, and and so that's what I did. I I ended up taking fashion programs. I ended up working within the fashion industry for a lot of the major um, uh, like acting and casting directors and uh, and modeling agencies in Toronto. And and I loved it. I I had a great experience, and I did that for about ten years. Okay. And somehow it just kept seeping into my pores, you know, what about real estate? What about real estate? And I met a gentleman and, and when they say someone comes into your life just for sometimes a season, yep. I met this gentleman and he was a real estate investor, he had 10 buildings at the time, and uh, they were low rise apartment buildings. and. I said, how do you do it? How did that all come into place? And he said, get your real estate license. So imagine my dad has been telling me for all this time to get my real estate license. And it took this gentleman. And you know what? By the time I had my real estate license, um, I didn't even know how to contact him anymore. He was, he was gone and I guess on to other ventures. So I always um, am so grateful to have met that him for that small amount of time. I don't know where he disappeared to, but it got me on job. Okay. So uh, once I got the license, I joined a team and that team mostly worked in Durham and I learned Durham really, really, really well. And we did well. Um, I worked with them for about three years. The, the team leader had been in the industry about 25 years, took me under his belt and just showed me the ins and outs of everything. Was quite a British man that was quite proud and, uh, you know, made sure he crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. So I think I learned from one of the best in terms of that. Um, yeah, it, it was very, very helpful for me, especially starting out. Eventually, um, we were no longer working together because in a, in a good way, he was dating someone else that was a realtor and they formed another uh, team and off they went and there I was on my own. So at first, you know, as a woman, you think, oh my gosh, now what? Um, what have I done? Um, am I going to know what I'm going to what, or what I need to do on my own? And, um, and I did. You, you realize all of the things that you your your journey is bringing you to is preparing you for the next step anyway so uh that fell into my place and i just kept going putting that one foot in front of the other grew to the top 20 percent of keller williams and um and have been mm -hmm. going strong ever since so it's good great. for you yeah congratulations that's that's awesome thanks clearly you have the drive and the willpower to succeed and keep going so are you in a relationship now I am. I am. So it's a, it's a little bit of a funny story because he and I have known each other many, many years. So, you know, when, um, when you're single, you know, and all your friends tell you, don't worry, it'll come, it'll come. And it, it's probably right in front of you. Like you're thinking, okay, if you look at what's in front of me, I don't think it's what's in front of me. Right. right. Meanwhile, he was there the whole time. So our moms have known each other for many years. They actually ended up going to Sunday school together back in Jamaica. So I knew the family really well. He was a great friend of mine. Okay. Um, and then I guess back in 2015, he started asking about dating and I, thought oh gosh that's got to be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of why would we do that right and I was really worried about ruining the friendship 
And, you know, he, he's a great guy because he just kept on and he just kept saying, you know what, I think it's the right thing. Um, and just give me one date. And I thought, you know what, it's one date. Let's just try. And yeah. we never looked back. So it's been good. Yeah. So far. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how it works, right? Well, I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Everybody Thank you. deserves happiness, whether they want to be with somebody or not be with They're somebody. Yeah. yeah, whatever your happiness is. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, Michelle, so tell us exactly what you're doing today. So today, I've, I, as much as I've loved real estate and helping various people build wealth, um, I still remember going back to that one moment of meeting that gentleman, John, and knowing I would love to be able to invest in real estate. And that was my one of my driving forces for getting into the industry. Um, as, as growing up, you know, years ago as a single mom, it was easier said than done. It was something that I needed to build a vision board for. It was something that I needed to really concentrate on. Um, and as I started to help more people, I understood the principles again of in real estate investing. So right. about two years ago, I decided to I decided I really needed to get an investment property and I decided that I really wanted to help my clients build money. And in my living room, I had a wealth and wine seminar. And I don't know if it was the wine that brought them all, but they all came. So I had a living room fill of about 30 people. Okay. And I had uh, my mortgage broker come. I had a developer come. And I had a young investor come, myself. And we all spoke just about our experiences in real estate, um, in passive income. And everybody in the living room left saying, wow, I'm really strongly considering it. It's planted a seed. If not today, maybe, you know, tomorrow, it's, it's now a thought. And then they kept asking me when the next one was, when the next one was. And I thought, oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to work it out. And that's how Build Her Wealth was born in my living room. And um, I, I, I've had, obviously, uh, several couples and, and a lot of male um, clients. However, majority of my clients I found were female. And even if they were in a relationship or married, they were the drivers. So the husband would say to me, you know what, ask my wife. And I thought that was very interesting because I did see a different turn of events. Like if you, if you went back in history and you looked back to a different time, that would not have been the case. It would really be the male that was the driver. And um, even in this industry. But now you're seeing uh, just a larger percentage of women on their own buying real estate. Mm -hmm. And even in a couple scenario or marriage, a lot of the times the women are the drivers and they're the ones. So I, I really wanted Build Her Wealth to um, resonate with women, empower women, and allow them to understand more of their money. And in turn, funny enough, it's helped me. So it really is something that I started out quarterly. And now the demand has been getting uh, bigger, bigger. So we're seeing more of a monthly um, return, I'd say every six weeks or so, that we're having an event. We're inviting different guest speakers to come. And I'm excited to say you're coming on September 14th. I am too. Um, Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're getting women that are empowering. Um, women help women. And we need to stick together in that. Right? We all have our journeys, we all have our stories, yet we all want the same things. 
You know, it might come in a different package, but we're all looking for those solid things. If you're a mom, you want to make sure your kids are taken care of. You want to make sure you have a roof over your head. You want to make sure everybody eats well. You know what? You want to go on vacation and you want not to worry about their education. And we all have those. And then we're all trying to figure out how to balance it out to begin with, right? So, you know what? It, it became more of a networking group, a support group, a learning group, an education-based. And so, although, yes, um, I'm a realtor. I'm a realtor. I, I've taken this project on wholeheartedly because it's so amazing to help people not just purchase their next home, but now let's say, okay, so what's your goal? Right. What are your goals? Um, let's see what you're looking for five years down the road, 10 years down the road, and then set that up to make them make sense. We could say, you know what, with these numbers, you should be able to invest in a property every three years, you know, and maybe that's their goal. And now guess what? You have a property for each one of your kids. Mm -hmm. Now, when it's time for them to go to school or it's time for them to get married or whatever the case is, whether it's, oh, I'm just going to sell this property. Um, I, I'm going to be okay, or maybe you keep it till retirement. And now you can go on all of those vacations you wanted to go on, but it was a way to gain freedom and just have that passive income coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So there's obviously a transition. You were totally passionate about fashion and studying fashion, and now you're into real estate. So how did that transition occur? I think that, that's a good question. I think the transition occurred as I saw that, yes, I loved the industry, but I didn't see the future that I wanted to see for my kids with it. I didn't see passive income coming in the way I wanted it to. Um, and I wanted them to be able to watch me um, and, and grow themselves. And, and, you know, they were young then. I didn't know what their desires would be career-wise, but I wanted to see so, them see me as someone that had hardworking ethic. And, um, and, and I knew that I wasn't making the amount of money I wanted to be making, and I, and I found there was a ceiling there. And then I knew I wanted something that didn't have a ceiling. I just wanted to go as high as I could possibly go. So I feel like that's when it, it, you know, those people started coming to me that were either investors or like that same gentleman that um, had the apartment buildings. And it, it was just so interesting to me that all of those things my dad had planted to me earlier started coming back where before I had rejected them. It was like, you know what, maybe maybe dad is on to something imagine <laughs> it <is dunk. laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> absolutely well that's fabulous so i'm glad that well you obviously seem like you love it and you're enjoying it and you're enjoying helping others with their investments as well and you know so it's great that you found that you had a passion for something that you know was a family business anyway <laughs> it's true right <laughs> and so, so then the support is there too you know from the family from my parents who i can run ideas off of because they get it um and it's very helpful to have your your go-to people and know who's in your corner and be able to just run ideas off of them and that's helpful Oh, you're so lucky to have that yeah. built-in support system already, yeah. right? That's so true. many people have to go and grow that. It's true. And you were born into it, so. <laughs> it's true. Very blessed. It's true. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky for that. So 
um, you know, and I'm glad that you're having so much success as well. And you look really happy about it. Thank so. you. Thank you. Tell me what kind of challenges um, either you faced or you see others in the industry face so that maybe some of the people who are listening to this podcast can take away uh, some solutions that you might have to these challenges. Can you think of any that we yeah. can share? Yeah, so um, we get them all the time at the Build Her Wealth events. We'll get ladies that say, you know what, I wasn't going to come because I don't feel I'm ready right now. Okay. I don't know if I would be able to do this right now. If I had the down payment right now, it might be a savings thing or money. Right. Um, so we've had guest speakers come in just talking about even just saving because there are things that we just were not taught this in school. So right. this even helped me, right? Um, how many people pay themselves first? Right. We're so diligent with going, you know, you get that paycheck. Well, you pay your bills. That's what you just right, right on to it. And you pay your bills. We're such good, diligent Canadians. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Um, and then it's also making sure that your money is planted in the right thing. Now there's, many streams i'm all like i have the rsps and the mutual funds but you know um i found that that wasn't necessarily growing the way mm -hmm. i wanted it to right, right. so um I'd, I'd say really sit down with your bank maybe because your bank actually can withdraw a certain amount of, of you can say to them take 10 percent out of each paycheck and put it in this tfsa for example okay. and so you're slowly putting in that money that you think it's going to take forever to get there. You'd be surprised at how quickly that grows and you can just set it up with your bank. Well, who knew once again, right? right. So little tips like that, that I probably do get where it's like, how am I supposed to ever find that extra money to do that? Yep. Um, um, the market can be a hindrance. Uh, if you're in Toronto or the GTA, the market here has been, um, has been, what as, a, as an investor or a buyer, you know, as an investor, first of all, you need your money to grow. So your goal is always to buy low and sell high, which is everybody's goal at the end of the day, right? Okay. Um, but your return is going to be cut into if you, if you buy high. So there's been a lot of that where it's like, well, I don't think I would really, does it make sense to buy in this market if it's saturated, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we've, we've now grown, Built Her Wealth has grown into the London market and we're looking into St. Catharines and Barrie and, and some other areas as well. I have an agent that's in London, um, who, Nikki is her name, Nikki Calford, and she's also with Keller Williams. She is a single mom, has a daughter, and um, has done 18 flips of her own in her lifetime. Yeah. And uh, very impressive, very educated on investments. And the London market is amazing. And oh, all yeah. of a sudden, wait a minute, maybe you can afford it. And the return is most likely even better right now than what you might be getting in Toronto. Now the appreciation of the building may not be, but the return is and the appreciation will come we've learned some great things about london there's a high-speed train coming from toronto to london to windsor which wow. in turn will take 45 minutes to get from london to toronto some people drive that to get downtown to work so now all oh, yeah. growing, right <laughs> yeah. you know that right so um 
when you find just thinking outside the box, once it can sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one with them and figure out what their goals are, all we need to do is sometimes think outside the box. I had another woman, for example, she came to me, she wanted an investment property, mom again, divorced mom, so she's two kids, and wanted to get an investment property, didn't know how it was gonna work financially. Of course, we sat down with her mortgage broker and worked it out, the numbers, um, but the funny scenario is, so all of a sudden where her ex-husband is renting, they decide they want to sell the house. Okay. Well, she calls and she says, do you think I could buy the house that he's renting? I'm like, it depends. Was he a good tenant or a bad tenant, right? Ends up he was an amazing tenant and the homeowners, although they were holding back offers for multiple offers, ha had such respect for the tenant, for him as a tenant, they ended up selling it to her. So she's now renting it back to her ex-husband like nice. stories that you wouldn't necessarily think of obviously they get along um but you wouldn't necessarily think of but it was a nice way to go outside of the box and get her her investment property where her kids who've always been visited in that house now they're still in that, that place. right um and so she's able to keep stability for her family he takes care of the home she knows the tenant and it's all good and she's building in that appreciation right so we just have to sit and think outside the box that's perfect yeah 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 so i cool. love that and so when um okay so you encounter obviously uh you're hearing a lot of challenges from different people yeah. what might be another uh challenge that you kind of hear quite often um I mean, like I said, I'd probably say financial is number one. Um, another thing that people don't think is you don't have to necessarily come up with all the money. If you're a current homeowner, um, especially if you're in this area, like Toronto or the GTA, but regardless, if you're a current homeowner, your home has been appreciating, right? So what you bought the home for and what it's currently worth, there's money sitting in there and it's your money. Right. So what about pulling the equity out of the home and going ahead and getting your investment property, right? Now you have two homes appreciating instead of one. So again, it's that challenge of, well, how am I going to do it? Oh, I didn't realize I could do it that way. Other people will maybe will get away with it with um, going with a pre-construction. So that means it's a new build. Well, it's not ready for two years anyway. Right. So your investment on that is maybe the forty, fifty thousand dollars that they want you to put down in total. You're mm -hmm. gonna wait two years anyway. In two years, for example, if you bought it this year in the 2017 price, now in 2019, it's worth the 2019 price. All you right. put on was fifty thousand dollars. Well, what did you make on that fifty thousand that you put down, right? Yeah. Um, I know I did that with the Richmond Hill project project. And um, I did it in 2015, put $40,000 down, and on my 40000 have earned about 150000 Good for you. Right? Good so it's, again, thinking outside the box, and thank you. Yeah. So. so I have a question for you, because, you know, this is a podcast that's going to stay on forever. Yes. But, you know, the history will never erase itself. So. Yes. You know, we had a crazy, crazy beginning of 2017 yeah. with the market in the Toronto area. And, you know, there was minimal supply, crazy demand, and people are fighting for these properties. Yeah. And people are paying four, five $500,000 more 
for a property than they ever would have, right? Yeah. So now we're sitting in June, the market's dead, there's too many properties on the market, so obviously it's completely flipped. Nobody's even looking at properties. What do you say to people who, uh, you know, just in relation to what you were talking about, yeah. how does this affect the ability? Oh, sorry, I want to add one more thing. Yeah. Now they've also made the announcement of changing the law or the yeah. rules and policy with yeah. the banks where all these self-employed people can no longer get these mortgages unless they actually show that income. They're not taking their word for it anymore. Yeah. They have to show, you know, a, a damn good income yeah. on their notice of assessment in order to get a mortgage or their the underwriters aren't even acknowledging them. Yeah. But what do you say to those people? Like, yes, okay, what if I have equity in my house, but okay, great, but I'm self-employed. Maybe I've preferred not to show the income and keep it in the business. So now I'm in a really terrible position because they don't care what's in my business anymore. Yeah. So what do you say to people who might be in that situation, which I'm sure there's a hell of a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, what do they do? Because now they can't take that equity and get a mortgage. They're not going to qualify. So... First of all, I'm in that situation too. All right, so um, don't overly panic. As much as we hear that on the news, what they're gonna ask for, as a mor your mortgage broker is gonna ask for three years notice of assessments, and right. then they're going to pull the average, and they're going to base your, um, your pre-qualification on the three-year average. Okay, so it's not the end of the world, it's, and that's not too different than what was happening anyway. Have your three, it, it is what it is. At the end of the day, you are a business owner and you are claiming. But if they're not showing the income, it doesn't matter how many years, how few or how many they average, that person won't show the income to right. get to qualify. Right, and so, so what's changed? Like they've always done the three-year average, whether you, um, because a business owner always claims. And so they're not showing the income the same. Now there's some lenders, if you use a mortgage broker, um, sometimes over some of the big banks, and, and believe me, I'm with a big bank, so it's not to knock the big bank, but you will find that um, you have to now be creative because um, the five big banks are really great if you have everything perfect and you've got the great credit and everything's aligned and maybe you're not a, a business owner mm -hmm. or your mortgage because and that's the reason I say that is only because they will promote their own product naturally mm -hmm. it's their product it's their bank um, where a mortgage broker usually has about 50 different lenders and mm -hmm. their rules might be different so you want that lender that is um, open to the entrepreneurs. Right. And then every, now, I can't say something across the board because everyone's scenario is different. Everyone's credit scores are different. Everyone's business is different. What they're claiming is different. And now they are doing a lot of changes. So there's so many things and variables in there. And this really is a mortgage broker question. So I'm, I'm crossing over a bit. But what I do know is you want to find the broker who has the 50 different lenders that can then find 
the lender for you as an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's not all said and done. And I'm in that same situation too. I've got to pull my three years NOAs in order to, to qualify. Yeah. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there who are entrepreneurs who yeah. may not be taking the money out of their bank and their banks were, or whatever lender they were going to were looking at their business income yeah. and using that dated income yeah. of their own income. Yeah. And you know, because they weren't reporting much, right? Didn't need to take much, right? Um, you know, but are now in a position where the bank isn't going to look at that anymore. Right. So at least knowing that if you go to the right lender, that there is still hope. <laughs> there, is. there is. There's all. There's right? always still hope because you hear the. You you know, it's hard if you're looking at purchasing and then you turn on the news and you hear that you've just been deflated right down right. And oh, your yeah. mindset then goes, it's it's never going to happen for us, right? Um, and that's not true. It's just again, that's why I like to educate people because, um, if the minute you don't know then you just do, you don't know what you don't know and then you automatically think you're out of the race you're not out of the race we just need to find you the right lender so that's why the one-on-one -on -one meetings are great because then we know what your goals are and it's not just a no you can't do this right now you know what's okay well this is what this lender would require so let's start building that now so that next year this time we could get you there right it may be a process right but at least we can help you with the process so is that something that you do with your clients? Yeah, so um, we do it with my clients and then we also do it. So after the Build Her Wealth events, once we, once all the ladies um, have, have been to the events and what have you, we always offer a one-on-one -on -one, um, complimentary consultation. Mm -hmm. And it's just to sit down and discuss their goals. These are the things floating around in my head that I would like to somehow make happen. And we're sitting down with myself we're sitting down with Tony Saniti. So she is our, from Tony Mortgages, she's our mortgage broker. So a lot of the mortgage mortgage broker side of questions that she can answer, she's familiar with the lenders, the underwriters, and can really help figure it out. We have people that are new to Canada. Well, there's different programs for you. We have people that, um, you know, again, are entrepreneurs. Maybe there's a different program for you. So it's about really figuring it out, but we'll absolutely sit down, have the one-on-one -on -one consultation, and then, you know, you, you think about it, you put it on paper, and then you put it into action. I love that. Okay. I love that you are supporting entrepreneurs so deeply that you're not just, uh, you know, doing home sales with them, but you're really, truly educating them from the heart and wanting them to understand their options and to set themselves up for success. Mm -hmm you know that takes a special person to go beyond and really try to educate people that work with you of course it brings you more business which is great right but you're really taking yeah. many steps beyond yes to help people and for everybody out there to know that there is op there are options but yeah. there's also somebody out there who really wants to help you with your situation and get you on board and let you know that there is hope. There is, right. you know, there's something out there. That there you is hope. Do. Yeah. Even with all this scary news going on, uh, you know, there are solutions and options for you. So how Michelle can they get in touch with you? What website can they go to? 
So the website is buildherwealth.com. Okay. Um, and you can reach me out there now. I will have all the information for when the next events are coming up, what, uh, what series we have coming up, what we're talking about, who our guest speakers are. Uh, Randy will be the guest speaker coming up Thursday, September 14th. And we can't wait to have you there. And we're going to talk about family and finance and bliss and how to balance it out and have it all. And, you know, there ever is a real perfect life, but buildherwealth.com has all of the updates and um, all contact information. They can email me, contact me directly. Um, I'm on all social media portals. Michelle Morgan Moves as well as another one so whether mm -hmm. facebook page is built her wealth um linkedin um facebook uh, instagram it's all there perfect so if somebody doesn't live locally yeah. and they're unable to come to the events but yeah. they do want to get in touch with you yeah. is it okay for them to still work with you through the computer through the phone yeah. Okay, but they can definitely reach me uh, through one of the social media portals and then we have a string of, uh, of Agents that we work with throughout Keller Williams that we can always refer as well So mm -hmm. that's the goal is we're expanding and growing and we'll make sure that we're uh, Finding the right person for you in your area Well, I'm super excited Thank I you. Talk to you myself and I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to get in touch with you. So definitely get in touch with Michelle directly, either through social media or her website, buildherwealth.com. I know you'd be happy to help them. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing with us today. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate having you on the show so much. Well, I appreciate having you on the show and I am happy to share this and I'm so honored to be asked to speak at your event in September. I'm very honored and grateful for that. So thank you and I can't Me wait to you in person and all your lovely ladies and see how we can help each other. Well, absolutely. We announced it at the last one and the ladies were so excited. They were like, oh my gosh, can we sign up now? They're ready to go. So we look forward to it, Randy. Can't wait. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I'm really thrilled. Thank you so much, Michelle. And uh, hopefully we'll get to pick your brain again on a podcast. Sounds good. Thanks, Randy. Okay. Thank Bye -bye. you.